This is the Tom Bigby Tales. I'm Shannon Evans, and I write about a small town called Columbus in Northeast Mississippi. In today's episode of You Can't Make This Stuff Up, Carpenter is now dealing with the fallout of not getting her venue secured before sending out her invitations. A mailing that cost time, money, and printing cost. That was a big fat waste. But frankly, at this point, is anyone even mildly surprised by her behaviors and her choices or her actions? Since the clock is ticking and Carpenter is now in full-on panic mode related to this next event, Arts and Antiques, does she consult with anyone before she even acts? Well, not our gal Nancy. Nope. She probably ran back to the office from the Arts Council meeting and slammed her door shut raged and railed at her desk, probably tried to call everyone she could think of on the Arts Council board before finally realizing that that ship had sailed. So she thought and she thought, and then she came up with a brilliant idea. We will just use the Elks building. And then she quickly dialed her ad contact at the local paper, the dispatch, and ran a $700 quarter page ad stating, all the events would be at the Elks building. Then I'm sure she patted herself on the back, went home, made herself one of those Mississippi mules she's been touting in full-page overpriced garden and gun ads to celebrate her plan to cover her incompetence once more. Oh, yes. Except our resident CBB nincompoop has no clue how she is creating from disaster to disaster while she thinks she has her tacky Gucci pumps on fabulous when she really has those cheap knockoffs firmly on a banana peel of failure on a grander scale. Yes, Babs the Bumbler has put the show in a building with a leaky roof where mold and dust is rampant. The Elks building has not been used for an event in at least six or seven years. Well, now she plans to have the building that is marginally functional ready in less than two weeks to host the art and antique show. Not to mention the aesthetically unpleasant exterior condition of the vacant building with roofing tiles hanging off the building, uh, asphalt shingles flapping in the breeze, broken and rotted fascia around the eaves and window sashes hanging and chip paint on the trim. And then, of course, there's the porch. It's not safe. Rotten boards and uneven surfaces make the exterior of the building a safety inspector's job a write-up nightmare. The building's access is a series of brick steps and to my knowledge, has no ADA-compliant entrances or exits. There is a ramp into the building, but only after you've navigated two sets of steep steps of four and six each. Now, I could be wrong on the number of steps, but I believe I'm correct. Then there's the entire issue with the logistics of how any of the vendors, most of whom are of a certain age, will get their pieces inside the building. Those steps and the huge planters out front are not conducive to truck deliveries of any sizable pieces. 
and the hardwood floors will need protecting if they even get anything sizable up those steps and inside, much less to protect it from the traffic of visitors that she will allegedly have at this event. Is the in fire, let me, let me back up. Is the fire inspection up to date on the building? Who can call the fire department and ask, or the fire inspector if you know him? This is a disaster waiting to happen. Is the electrical system ready to manage this workload? What's the egress plan in case of fire? Are there even smoke detectors in the building and are they in good working order? Is there a current working set of inspected and filled fire extinguishers around the building? Is the building safe for this public event? The kitchen in the building is in the basement. Is it gas or electric? If gas, when was the last time those lines and equipment were used, much less serviced? I don't even think the gas is on in that building, is it? I don't even want to think about the plumbing, especially in the bathrooms. EGADs, those bowls have been sitting for six or seven years <laughs> with stale, stagnant water in them. Dear Lord, where are we? And pardon the cheap joke, are the refrigerators even running? I can't even imagine the amount of mold and mildew in those coolers, fridges, or freezers. For years, Babs has gone on and on about all the work needed for that building before it can be usable for a museum. Now, she wants to use it for a local event? What's changed? Nothing to my knowledge. The only thing that has changed is she got caught out for her poor planning and lack of follow-through. So she scrambled yet again for low-hanging fruit. I am betting she tried for the Trotter Convention Center right after she, Salem and Gibson at the Art Center told her that the Art Center wasn't available. And when she couldn't bully him into giving it, I am sure she found out the Trotter Center was probably already reserved. Or did she not even look there as she would have needed board approval for any funds to cover the Trotter's rental and cleaning fees? Oh my, the hits just keep coming, don't they? But I want to go back to that quarter page ad. Where did that get covered in the budget for this event? First of all, according to the CVB's own budget document, this is a CVB event. It is a line item with a limited budget. The entire event has $10,450 dedicated to it to be divided as follows. Rental expenses, $1,500. Supplies, $1,000. Security, $450. Meals for the reception, $6,000. Movers, $1,400. Printing, $700. Miscellaneous, $500. I don't see two things in this budget, that, and that is what stands out for me. Postage and this quarter page ad. Who approved this quarter page expense? Did she think she could hide it in the miscellaneous items? Perhaps. Until she screwed up her first invites she sent out with the art center as the venue. Who the heck mails out invites before securing the venue? But of course, I've already covered that in a previous podcast. That card was printed and paid for out of the $700 slated for that first printing. That's probably pretty much what it costs to have the ad developed, the proof shot, and a thousand pieces of mail created. The mail was then sent out at 51 cents per piece, making a bill of $510. Dollars. 
Now, where is that? Because that's not in the budget line. And now it has to be done a second time. So another $510 in postage that's not on the budget line, plus $700 and then some now to rush order another set of cards from the printer with the correct event address on it. This puts the event at a deficit before it even starts. Again, poor planning on her part is resulting in another pitiful performance. How is she still employed? I have no idea. But back to the ad itself. The sale ad does not clearly communicate who's hosting the event. However, it is implied by the blurry logos at the bottom of the ad that Mississippi State Extension Office, the City of Columbus, the CVB, and the Foundation are hosting this event. I wonder if Carpenter had their permission to add their logos to the advertisement. I wonder if the city and Mississippi State is aware, are aware of their liability if anything happens at this event with the implied sponsorship from the logo appearances in the ad. Since the ad does not clearly state who is the sponsor, what is their culpability? Then the ad directs interested parties to the Visit Columbus website for additional information. And you and I both know when clicking the art and antique photo on the website takes you to that calendar with not one mention of the art and antique event on it. Not one. That uh, calendar does feature the downtown Christmas open house times and Columbus Main Street number. The Columbus open house is on the same date as the CVB's Art and Antique Show. You know what, guys? You really just can't even make this ridiculous stuff up. Thursday, on this ad, it features that there is a reception to honor Miss Dixie Butler for being a patron of the Art and Antique event for many years. I think we already did this already, though, didn't we? I mean, when she donated the 75000 for the bench in 2021, there was even a cake cut and... Maybe maybe that wasn't this event, but it seems like we've already honored her before. But I digress. Remember, the money that was spent was for that bench that can't be built yet because the artist is still building the studio. I'm still not sure where that gift is in the foundation budget or the second gift Butler made for an unknown amount after that. But hey, nothing like a good party to avoid accountability for those statue funds that are still in question. Friday at 9 is the demo by, I believe it's Jim Del Prince, in that giant building that is currently devoid of any furniture. Maybe some folding tables and chairs are that rental line on the budget. But then the show opens at 10, both Friday and Saturday. I guess they're going to rush old, rush the florist guy through his his show really quickly and then tear down all those tables and chairs. Huh, seems kind of nutty to me. At some point, there's a silent auction. When? What items? Where will they be to be viewed? Somewhere in the Elks Club building, but God only knows where. According to the ad, the silent auction is to benefit the restoration of the Tennessee Williams building. How many times are we restoring it? Is it perhaps for continued maintenance of the building instead? We know it needs repainting and we know it needs some siding work, but Lord have mercy. What are we doing? 
If anything should need funding, it's that poor Elks Club building. Maybe they should reconsider where that money's going to go this year. I wonder when the board will finally start questioning Carpenter's ability to continue in her role at the helm of the CVB. Clearly, she is making one bad decision after another and has not even completed a single month of her new six-month contract. I no longer am worried about the financial and commercial success of the CVB. I'm worried about the safety and well-being of any visitors or vendors at the CVB's art and antique show and sale at the Shuttered Elk Building. This one event has the potential to expose the city, the foundation, and the CVB to some serious liability issues. What will it take to finally recognize Carpenter is not just incompetent, she is a danger to our town's citizens and visitors with her inability to plan a simple event by hosting the Arts and Antique Show in that abandoned and derelict Elks Club building. Call or email the CVB board members today. Call or email the mayor and express your concerns. Then call the city inspection office and demand a complete inspection and evaluation of the Elks property before any event of any size is held there. Our town deserves better. Nancy Lee Carpenter needs to go now. Until next time, this is the Tom Bigby Tales. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. Do that right after you email the CBB board, the mayor, and the city inspector's office. This town deserves better, and it's time we demand it.